is Theo. This is Conrad. And this is Prescribed Black, the prescription you never thought you needed. Um, Sir. Dude, it's been a while, man. Like, what's going on with you? Everything well? Everything is good, man. You know, you can't. Got to take one day at a time. Yeah. Same work, same. work. Same. Family. Man. Family. All that. Man, the time just kind of fly by, you know what I mean? Like, you get into the groove of things and it just don't stop. Um, I mean, which is, you know, which kind of draws us into what we was going to talk about, like, like life after COVID. So, you know, everybody knows this worldwide pandemic happened. COVID hit 2020. Everybody was stuck in the house. You couldn't travel. Everybody was locked down. You've seen a lot of people pivot in the world. But one thing that never stopped was healthcare. Healthcare was 24-7. Yeah, no, no joke. Jesus. No joke. That's, that's the one thing that didn't slow down. Um, as we, as you know, like we knew a lot of people that capitalized off the situation as well. So, oh yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of people in healthcare they went into they went into COVID, you know, feeling you know a little light in the pockets, and they came out on the other and heavier. Exactly. You know, a lot of those like travel nurses they was going to they was going down to Texas and uh, was it Florida, New York, no, Texas, New York. Cali. Uh, they, yeah, they went to all these spots for all these like COVID contracts. They was paying up to like ten grand a week, which is yep. crazy. Yeah, you know, and uh, they are not even working for the rest of the year. Yeah, you get that <laughs> bag. It's killing the bag. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. As you know, on the flip side, man, what about those? Uh, what about those staff nurses who never got the money? They just got the burnout. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's 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 the that's the sad part about it. But you know, yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, somebody had to do it. We, you know, I know people say, "Oh, we signed up for it or whatever, whatever," which is no. true. It's true yeah. in an aspect, in a certain certain sense. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I think as nurses, as, as this thing is still going on, um, we should be get, we should be getting compensated some type of way. Oh, if agreed. it's from our student loans, um, you know. Some type of way, I you know I know nurses out there that could I know plenty of nurses that have student loans that's still paying nurses that's been you know nurses nurse practitioners whoever you know in the health field that right. uh, that ha- have loans that still they still paying ten years twenty years down the line so oh, you know it's like a fraction you know twenty five percent you know something I feel like that is something that needs to be implemented in the healthcare field. Right. No matter what. Right. So I you know, I agree with you one hundred percent. You know, if anything, I feel like uh I feel like bedside nurses and providers that was in the middle of the pandemic experienced the most burnout. Yeah. I was uh you know, I'm always doing some research and digging through things and just to try to find new topics or just like things to kinda get into. And what I found was probably one of the more alarming things. Since COVID happened, about forty percent of people you know, I guess worldwide have evacuated their jobs. I think at this point, more people have left bedside than they, than you've seen yep. in years. Yep. You know, yeah, I, I remember like when the, when the economy crashed back in like two thousand eight. All the people that were set to retire, everybody that lost their money, they had to flood back into bedside, and those people were still there. You know what I mean? So it was a, it's a mass exodus already. Uh, planned or already ongoing with people who decided they're not, not going to stay in the nursing field after COVID hit because one, they got burnt out or, you know, they just getting too old for this shit. 
which is interesting. But um, if there's a sector, you know, it's like a, a cross-section between, you know, those nurses with, like, five to eight years' experience who's been in the game, and then those new nurses who are coming in that are just, like, you know, they had to go through this training where everything was virtual and digital. They never got a chance to really touch a yeah. patient. Yeah. It's about to be a new world in healthcare. It's real interesting. I mean, yeah. in this post-COVID world, man, I, I, I feel like uh, – I feel like you were right when you when you said that we really missed the train on being appreciated by, you know, the general public in a sense that, you know, we got student loans that could be taken care of. You know, we're not being paid appropriately, you know, in, in relation to the work that we put in. Hospitals rarely want to give our bonuses for the work that was done. But yeah, you know, about bonuses. I mean, these hospital CEOs are eating, but you know the, the nurses and the you know nurse practitioners and the PAs who went you know who went hard at the bedside, they they didn't really see much of a change, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I, I know. I know for a fact, man, that I, when I was going through it as a hospitalist, I didn't get no bonus, man. The only nope. thing I got was a free sandwich every once in a while that was donated, which was generous. I agree. Most people didn't have to do anything, but these were local businesses, not the hospitals. Right. You know? Right. You know, like if the hospital stepped in and said, hey, you know what? We're going to give you a little something extra, you know? No, they didn't, you know? And even still, even if it was a little gift card or something like that, at least I'd have been like, all right, well, I feel like I'm appreciated, you know? That is uh that is the life we're in right now, unfortunately. And like you said, like, I, you know, I, it, remind, it brings me back to, you know, like you said, a lot of the nurses that are coming in now, they, they haven't had that bedside um, hands-on approach. Like, it's really, it's really going to be a different, a different wave of nurses coming in. Nurses, I think, providers too. Like, right. you know, even if you think about as practitioners, you know, you have online-based programs, which you know, we both were or a part of and then you have you know in class so it's, it's it's just a i think technology is taking um control and which 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 what we expect right expect it to happen um and it's it's going to be a new wave of healthcare, a new wave of everything i mean covid kind of uh hate hate hastened that whole uh technology approach um i think it uh you know, may jobs see that, you know, you know, people are not really needed so much as certain jobs, like in the grocery stores, like you have your own checkout, you can check out yourself. Yeah. You have, you know, jobs that you can work remotely. Like a lot of jobs have implemented that. Yeah. So, you know, as we talk about this topic of post COVID, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of telehealth, a lot of telecommunications instead of you know, instead of you going in a bank to sit down and talk to somebody, you're talking to them over the phone or you're talking to them over through Zoom or virtually because not only does it saves money for that right. company, right? but, and they're still getting the same profit. So instead of you paying somebody to come into the, the you know, paying a lease on or you own, you can do all this <laughs> telephonically and not have to worry about, you know, that cost of something else you have to pay for. Uh, oh, most of, most of. So I mean, that's the future, man. I mean, and you know, I'm not gonna go into a conspiracy theorist yeah. mode about that, but you know, it, it's it's we will see, we'll see how it goes. I don't think we will truly know, you know, what really is going to happen until it does. But we can kind of get a glimpse of what the future holds. 
post-COVID. But you know what I really like about this whole like post-COVID world that we've like grown into? It has emerged uh, a, a large group of entrepreneurs who were home, who That's had true. the time to who had the time to focus on a craft and execute. That's you true. know, a lot of these entrepreneurs are either, you know, people who are fed up or people who decided like, hey, you know, this job isn't worth my health or my time. That's true. Because what you what you started to see that it was like a lot of these jobs, man, they were just like, Hey, come to work and you know, we'll figure it out. It's okay, you know. You won't get anything, you know, false promises, you know, and then people turning around and getting laid off and you know, a lot of it was a lot of uncertainty. And, you know, from there a lot of people emerged to put this uh to put their own destiny in their hands, like post COVID. I mean it was either a pandemic or a pandemic because some people came out, you know, a little bit yeah. more, you know, yeah. on the healthy economic side. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. You know? yeah. That I is mean, hell. true. That is true. I mean, that, I think, especially in the black community, man, I think a lot of us see the the power and the, um, and the you know, being being able to you know expand our wealth like a lot of people are getting into stocks now a lot of people are getting into crypto real estate like right. you said open i think this whole pandemic allowed people to readjust their thinking their mind and realize all right i need a second plan like i can't live in the moment anymore because what's going to happen if something like this happens again like am i going to be stable like a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people right. you know are, are thinking about planning for the future now like especially right. like in the black community other cultures have been doing this but i think we're um our culture is is has a lack of education i think that this time in the pandemic have created a different form of education look at like eyl university they skyrocketed you know during the pandemic like i don't think if, if it wasn't for the pandemic they probably still would have got big but that that pandemic pushed them and propelled them to a different level of uh social media and broadcasting which are helping a lot of people you oh, know dude, that was a huge catalyst man it was yeah. a huge catalyst man i think honestly i think the first time i did see you know some like information about their podcast i was kind of like it, i think it was like april maybe it could have been i could have been the pandemic it was on the pandemic yeah, it was doing it was yeah. during the pandemic but like if you look at them now they're huge you know yeah. like they got they they created a whole network i think they even started like adding podcasts to their they like, did podcasts into their yeah. network which is dope as hell, man. Like you know, see, but that's the, that's the type of stuff you like to see. Like you like the, you like to see people win like that, you know. Like I and I think honestly, I think that that podcast is fire. You know, I yeah. I was listening to them like, I think one of the first episodes was, uh, I think when I think the first episode that I really listened to was when the guy Ash Cash, um, who wrote this book, uh, it was like decoded. And it was Jay Z's lyrics from like four forty four. That was one of the that was one of the first episodes that I really really remember that stuck deep with me because he was talking about how he was creating ebooks within like days and putting them to market and pushing up the content. And I was like, man, that's dope. I think that's a good idea, which kind of you know inspired me in some ways and some of the you know uh, the relevant entrepreneur. Yeah, some of the yeah. ebooks that I've been doing, man. So yeah. I mean, I, I think that's I think that's a fire approach to things. Um, I think you know you see a lot of you know the nursing the nurse influencer sphere boomed man. I don't think I've ever seen so many nurse influencers ever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know? I agree. I agree. 
I agree. But you, but then then you got really you think about like how long will this? You think this will last? You think it will get bigger, or you think it will fade away? You know, is a is is that's that's the question. Like, you know, yeah. will it propel the future even more, or will we kind of go back to normality and it kind of level out? Well, you know, I think the, I think the thing is in a post-COVID world is that we'll never be the same. You know, when COVID when COVID first happened, you know, the only thing that I could think was like, man, how how dirty are these people? They don't want to wash their hands to like prevent uh, to prevent spread. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> like in a post-COVID world, like you know how you know how much like you know how much healthier kids were wearing yeah. a mask. You know, you know how much healthier people were. After not catching germs for like a whole year straight and staying in and being a little bit more cautious, um, I think I think in a post-COVID world, one thing that we'll start to see is that, you know, one, you know, when somebody gets sick, the first thing that they're mentally going to go to is like, oh yep. my god, it's COVID, yep. right? Because <laughs> yep. like to this day, man, you know, I'll yep. still have people like like, hey, can you COVID test me? And I'll be like, okay, well, what are the symptoms? Oh well, you know, X Y Z. Well, do you have you ever had a fever? You know, any cough? Like, you know, blah blah blah. And it's like, oh no. And I'm like, well, you know, clinically, you don't fit the picture for COVID. Well, I would feel more comfortable if I got tested. You know. Yeah. And you know, people people just gonna revert to it. Is either they're gonna revert straight to COVID, and it's not COVID, or um, they'll actually end up having COVID and think nothing of it. You know. So. That, that that's yeah. that's that's gonna be the uh, yeah that's exactly gonna be where the world the flu shot kind of died down and everybody you know came normal. I think COVID is just gonna be the new normal. You know, yeah. eventually we're gonna be able to you know manage it better, which we have from you know a year or two year and a half ago. We learned to manage it much better, and just simple you know building the immunity. Um, people are taking more vitamins, so. You know, it'll be, it's less like less people getting sick as far as flu and and um, you know other you know simple colds that we see that we used to see on a daily like right often during winter seasons right. So well, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting. Like um, RSV is on the rise. Like I see, I've been seeing adults hospitalized for RSV. Yeah, and yeah. I've been seeing more people with like um, adenovirus and stuff like that. Like, but that, but that's 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 kind of that's kind of all tied into that whole COVID, you know, like so respiratory is, is yeah, you know, so who knows if that that RSV is more, you know, a COVID symptom that maybe you know offset to the whole virus. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. what COVID's known for attacking the respiratory system interesting you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah definitely you, you know i think i think you know it's also been crazy to me i think a lot of people um they have been grossly misinformed social media has been like a huge proponent of this but like i think people have been grossly misinformed about exactly what covid is or even with this covid vaccine and you know what the plan is behind it but you know, I get I get some of the hesitancy uh, behind not wanting to get vaccinated. Like I get how people can get the wrong idea about you know what COVID is and what it does and how they feel as though it don't exist. I think um, one thing that we all need to point out as people is that if it doesn't affect us, then we don't feel like it's a um, it's something that we should have to worry about. And you know, I'll give you an example. Like you know, 
if you if you knew another world was ending today or tomorrow, you know, you wouldn't really care because you don't live in that world. Right. You know? So right. I mean for healthcare man, for healthcare man, like COVID was a complete meltdown for people not working in COVID. They were like, Oh nah, that's not real. And you know, we went through that phase where we went from healthcare heroes to we get paid for uh we get paid for how many people get COVID. So, you know, it's it's been a hell of a crazy ride here. Um, I think a lot of people uh been dodging this COVID vaccine uh pretty much because they don't quite understand how it works. Um I, I think um people overlook the fact completely that we've been working like I think the, the these different like pharmaceutical companies, they've been working on um this technology that they used in this COVID vaccine for years. So like this whole the whole mRNA uh, theory behind the vaccine. This is something they've been trying to work on with cancer research for years. But you know, ironically, you just happen to be working in in COVID itself. And so, you know, I'll always go with this. Like getting vaccinated is your personal choice. Nobody should be forced to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I'm gonna play. You know, I'm play devil advocate right now. Yeah, always be devil advocate. <laughs> I, I I expect that and respect that from you. But what I'm saying is, like, it's a like getting vaccinated is a personal choice. But at least have the right idea about it, you know. Like, don't but don't spread. It's it is a personal choice, and I don't I don't think anybody should be judged or anybody should be forced to get the vaccine. Um, oh, one hundred one hundred I think the main concern that a lot of people have is, you know, we get the vaccine and you you still can get sick. Yes, they say you know your you know your symptoms if you do get sick are lessened. But you're still getting sick. Um, we have a new variants coming out now, kind of like the flu every year. Every year we get the flu vaccine, and it's it's built on, you know, the virus from the previous year. So it's like, you know, what's why is it being forced, or why do we need to get it? Like I think it should just be a personal choice. Yeah. They want to test people weekly, or I mean every two weeks or so, then do yeah, so. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You know? that's, that's absolutely cool. I think, so this this is my opinion on that. Like, I agree with you. Like, if you, it's a personal choice, right? But the thing is, like, if you if you don't get vaccinated, I mean, at least be amenable to wearing a mask. Like, it's yeah, courtesy, Yeah, definitely. You know? Definitely. It's, definitely. It's courtesy. Definitely. And, definitely. And, and what I start to find is that, you know, in social situations, people will lie about being sick. Just so they can go to things, you know. Yeah, yeah. like they'll say, "Oh no, I'm not sick. I don't have symptoms." And the next thing you know, they like super spreading. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I think, I think, I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna happen, regardless. I mean, with any, with anything, you know, yeah. people, you know, I may have a little sniffle here, like, oh, it's just sinuses or it's allergies, and then yeah. the next day or two, my symptoms are getting worse, and it's like, oh, like yeah. so, it's not just allergies or, or you know, a simple cold. That FOMO kicking. Yeah, so it's I think it's just something that eventually, I mean, just like everybody that had the cold, I think eventually everybody at some point is gonna end up getting um sick with COVID. I mean, maybe not not maybe not everybody, but I think it's just kinda inevitable at this point, you know what I'm saying? If people are still getting sick with the vaccine, like I just had a patient the other day, you know, she had the vaccine, her husband had the vaccine. She has COVID positive. Her husband tested COVID negative. So it's like, I mean, it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. 
Yeah. Um, I, I've been seeing a lot more of that too. Like, yeah. um, like I, I mean, I do, I do a lot of COVID testing for weak and white coat. And what I, what I start to see is that, you know, it, it's people who are fully vaccinated. I have been seeing that uh, they have been uh, po- testing positive, but I will tell you like that symptoms are more like they are decreased. Yeah, they are. That's, they are. that's a really decreased. And, you know, it's it's a completely different world from the patients that I was seeing in the hospital in 2020. You yeah, know, people definitely. were coming in. They were dying left definitely. and right. I mean, we were proning people. It was almost like it was so many people being proned. It was like they were just telling yeah. us all to kiss their ass, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just, it was crazy. <laughs> but that, that, so, that's, that's, that's kind of like, that's kind of like bringing up kind of like what you said earlier with the RSV virus. Like, you start, you're seeing less symptoms, but you're also seeing a lot more people with pneumonia and bronchitis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you got to realize, like, where is this just popping up? Because it's, it's, it's abnormal for a young person just to pop up with pneumonia. You know what I'm saying? It has to be some other underlying cause to cause pneumonia, especially for a young person. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's, I think COVID is kind of developing other, um, you know. Other conditions? Yeah, other conditions that, you know, could, you know, harm people or, you know, cause respiratory infections um, for the future. I mean, I think I think that's the main thing I think we need to focus on why so much people or RSV is becoming more a little bit more rampant in our in our health system. I, I You know, I think it's interesting. I feel like and I'll tell you this and I'll leave it to this. I feel like COVID is a Trojan horse, you know. Like Trojan horse being like it comes in one form and then something else is sneaking in. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're all so busy like being being like afraid and like looking for symptoms of COVID that even some of the simplest things that are um that are common illnesses are just completely sneaking past us. Yeah, you know that's true. That's true. Kind of like I think our focus our focus is focus on one thing. It's narrow minded. Yeah, where we're not looking I, at the broad picture as we use as we, as we would do if if we were if it wasn't for COVID. We kind yes. of do other differential diagnosis and instead of just focus. All right, let's test for COVID first. Let's kind of focus on COVID. Whereas you know, pre-COVID, we have oh, pneumonia on the on the table, common flu, cold. Let's work up for this situation. You know. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So I think I think it's, I think it's, it's it's a different way of thinking. I think it's yeah. it's gonna. I think it's more. I think it's more of a critical thinking now that now than ever. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, being in medicine, you're kind of forced to think out of outside of the box. Yeah, you got. You have to think outside of the box because if that was the case, you know, every patient, every patient is walking in with a, you know, with a fever got COVID. You know, which is just simply isn't true. You know, exactly. like. I've been seeing crazy. I've been seeing crazy amounts of like polynephritis patients come in with fever, abdominal pain. You know, if we go by that logic, it's always COVID. You know, or or if somebody comes in with a cough, you know, they could just have pleural effusion or atelectasis. Like you, you have to correlate appropriately. And I think, I think it kind of you know stripped us all of our like overall senses. I mean, which brings me to another point with this whole like post pandemic world. I think a lot of people need to acknowledge that, you know, at the end of this whole thing, all the psychological damage that we got as healthcare professionals mm. need to be addressed, mm. man. Dude, like, true. it's crazy, man. Like, we've we seen death, we've seen, like, 
Like it's it's kind of like one of those things like when you know somebody's always chasing you and you just can't figure out where they're gonna get you, you know. But that, that's 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 not something else that the you know pre post pandemic that is on the rise psychological um, health man. like a lot of people are going are are going through I wouldn't even say are going to go through are going through psychological psychological um, issues that you know eventually. There's going to be a serious problem. You guys see a lot of, like you see, you've seen the news. You see a lot of doctors committed suicide. Yeah. Like the suicide rate is, is all time high. Not even the suicide rate, murder rate is all time high. Like death rate in, in, in total is all time high. Like we buried my aunt and the funeral uh, manager was like, this year and last year have been ridiculous for the total death rate. Not only with COVID, but people are locked up in their homes. They want to get out. They're not used to being inside or locked up. So that's causing a lot of psychological issues that we're not prepared to meet. Exactly. Not at all. Man, it's, that, it's not enough infrastructure. We have enough infrastructure in place in the first place to, you know, meet the demand of, like, you know, healthcare workers that needed it. But, you know, even now, like, geez, man, it's such a, it's such a need. A lot of these, a lot of doctors, nurses, you know, tax and, you know, everybody in between who were working at business.